All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscri- subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are gonna be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more. Hey everybody, it's Nick, and last time we did this, it went really well, so we're doing it again. We have some notes that you can have and download and reflect on about the content of this episode, and you can get them at businessaccelerator.com slash SGM, businessaccelerator.com slash SGM, and that stands for Strategic Growth Matrix. So these are some notes that you can use to internalize what we've talked about on today's show, and you definitely want to get it because you want to help grow your business strategically. (laughs) So there you go. Businessaccelerator.com slash SGM. Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. And this is the Business Accelerator Podcast. We help busy but growth-minded small business owners scale themselves and their businesses so they can win at work and succeed at life. Something we call the double win. Hey, Meg. How you doing? Hey, Dad. I'm great. I'm excited to talk about our topic today. I am too. This is called the Strategic Growth Matrix. It's based on the Ansoff Matrix. And basically, as a business owner, you've got four strategic options when it comes to growth. And I've rarely met a business owner that doesn't want to grow. Everybody wants to grow their business. And the reason for that is because it means more impact. It means more sales more profit, whatever your your reason is. But there are only four possibilities, and that's what we want to talk about. Well, of course, there's a matrix. I don't think anybody has ever loved a matrix more than Michael Hyatt. And I, as someone who shares half of your DNA, 
also love a matrix, but you know, I, I think a matrix when I think about it is just like a nifty little box to put things in. And I, for one, love to put things in a box at my house. I have all my shoes in those little clear boxes from the container store. And I feel like this is the business version of that. So that's fantastic. What I love about what we're going to get into today is that there is smart growth that's really oriented toward profitable, efficient growth. And then there's growth that's less efficient and sometimes less profitable and definitely riskier. And I think that this is one of those things that as a business owner, it's easy to not even think about it all, not put things in this category. And this can become a filter so that you make sure that the way you're growing ultimately is going to drive profit, efficiency, joy in your work, all those things that we really want as business owners. Well, and and the cool thing is that you could download this worksheet, this cheat sheet, and have a conversation with your team about it. Yeah. And just look at what your strategic growth opportunities are. And I find myself hauling out this matrix whenever we talk about growth. Mm-hmm. Because again, there's only these four strategic options. And again, if you imagine it as a matrix, and you'll see this clearly in the tool when you download it, but it's a two by two matrix. One axis is products, one axis is markets. So you can grow your business through new markets. You can grow your business through new products, but it creates four boxes. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the simplest one first, which is strategy number one, market penetration. Now, here's what this means. This means you're selling more of your existing products to your existing markets. And frankly, this is the least risky option because you don't have to invest capital or other resources into developing new products or new markets. And Megan, what I'd like us to talk about here is just some of the tactical options that are available to us. For example, you can reduce the price so you can make your products more affordable to more of your market. You know, maybe you you decide that, yeah, we're going to make a little less on each product, but we're not only going to make it up in volume, but we're going to exceed it in volume because we've lowered the price. That's a way to grow a strategy one. Well, you could also create a buy one, get one free, a BOGO offer. So that's another option. You could create a seasonal or holiday offer. You could create a frequent buyer program or a subscription program, something that we've done uh, with our full focus planner. You could uh, bundle products so that people pay less for each product, but have a higher transaction value, um, average order value. You could increase your marketing spend or change your strategy. You could upsell people that are already your customers to higher priced products, or you could downsell those same customers into lower priced products. But I think the big idea here is you've already acquired the customer. You've already paid, whether that's through paid advertising or other advertising or sales team or whatever, you've already paid to acquire these customers. Now you're really trying to drive their lifetime value and their average order value by having them purchase more things. You know, this is easy, I think, as a business owner to get maybe just a little bit bored with this. Yep. And and to basically jump out of this quadrant before you've fully exhausted or fully exploited, in the best sense of the word, the opportunities are there. And the problem with the other strategies that we're gonna gonna lay out is they do require some investment. Yep. But you've already invested in your existing products. You've already uh, invested in acquiring your existing customers. The first thing you need to do is just try to sell more of your stuff to them. So for in our case, we have the Full Focus Planner. How many of those people are aware of our coaching program? 
You know, a lot of those people still to this day have no idea that we have a coaching program. I mean, it may sound inconceivable because we talk about it all the time and you listen to the podcast and you hear it all the time, but there are lots of people. In fact, as it turns out, a vast population of people that don't know anything about the coaching program. Conversely, and I don't think this is the case, but there are people that buy other products of ours, probably not the coaching program, who are not familiar with the Full Focus Planner. So before we go, you know, exploiting new markets, before we go developing new products, we need to ask ourselves the question, have we, we've, have we harvested, you know, the, the fruit that is in this quadrant already? This is where memberships and subscriptions really come in. You know, you could consider, like we did, if you're if you have a physical product or if you have some kind of an information product, how could you make that a subscription where people are buying the same thing that they're already buying from you? Like we have people who buy the full focus planner once a quarter because they're using it on a regular basis. It's a consumable product, but they're not actually subscribers. Well, we want those people to become subscribers because then we're automating those repeat purchases. I think that a subscription model is the best example of this strategy, number one, market penetration, because you're really maximizing the value of those customers in a very easy way for you and an easy way for them. Another opportunity within this quadrant is basically to upsell people when they buy one thing. Everything you sell should sell something else. So for example, if you go to the back of the Full Focus Planner, there are ads for other of our products. Even if you go to my books, it's the same case. So I I think that's an opportunity that that we've got to make sure that we're always selling if we're going to optimize this market. Let's go to strategy number two, which is market expansion. This means selling your existing products into new markets. And this is typically the next least risky option. You don't have to invest capital or other resources into developing new products, though you may have to invest some in finding new markets. But let's talk about a few tactical options. And I'll just start with the first one. Expand, this is easy, expand into geographical locations. Easy to understand, maybe difficult to execute, but expand into new geographical locations. For example, it may be other locations in your city if you have a retail business. It could be other cities. It could be other states or entirely new countries. You know, go international with your product, something we're considering right now with the Full Focus Planner, but expanding into new geographical areas. Well, then there's also expanding into new sales channels. You know, for example, direct to consumer, business to business, online sales, retail sales, mass market merchandisers, specialty stores. You know, how can you access places that you haven't gone before? For example, with the Full Focus Planner, we, a couple of years ago, started selling those into organizations and really doing training and other wraparound services to train people at an organizational level and how to use the Full Focus Planner as kind of their productivity operating system. And that was a new market for us, which was fantastic. The cool thing about doing this strategy number two market expansion is that you've already learned a lot about your customer. You've already learned a lot about what it takes to make your product succeed. And so the risk is just testing a new market, but you're not uh, trying to test too many things at the same time. You already have a lot of institutional knowledge and expertise around your product and what it takes to make that work. So that's part of how we help to minimize the risk here. Here's another tactical option is to expand into new customer verticals. 
So let's say that you've built up a practice of helping dentists, you know, build their professional practice. And you think, you know, everything I teach is directly applicable to doctors, to lawyers, to wealth advisors, to other financial professionals. And so adjacent verticals can also be a way for you to expand the market. Or I think about how Apple did this back in the early days where they, you know, initially had kind of a, you know, a high-end product. And they said, you know what, there's, you know, this is great for professionals, but they're probably power users that would love to have, have access to this. So you may move down market or you can move up market. You could say there ought to be a professional version of this. You see this with a lot of software where there's just the basic version. Maybe it's even free, but to get the pro version, you know, you have to upgrade. And so that's another way to expand the market with essentially the same product, maybe a few product tweets, tweaks, but not much. Okay, let's go to strategy number three, product development. This means selling new products into your existing markets. So the truth is, you've got a relationship with your customers. They hopefully know, like, and trust you. They want to buy more stuff from you. And I can remember years ago, I had a conversation with Jeff Walker, who wrote the book Launch, who's the uh, creator of the product launch formula. And he said to me, he said, your customers want to buy more stuff than you're currently producing because they trust you. And they, and they believe that if you've vetted it or you recommend it, you know, that it's valuable. And so they want to avail themselves of that opportunity. So there's a couple tactical options. Again, this is the next, next least risky option. You don't have to invest capital or other resources into developing new markets, though you may have to tweak your products or add additional products. But here are some tactical options. One is to expand into new formats. So you think of uh, in the, what's happened in the book publishing industry. You know, you've got a traditional hardcover book. Well, what about if we put it in paperback for the international market? What if we put it in digital form in the Kindle for people that want to read that way? What if we recorded an audiobook? So it's a new product format. We've done this with a full focus planner where we have, you know, a variety of colors, materials, uh, bindings like coil or loose leaf or hardcover. But those are ways to expand into new formats. Well, you could also acquire the rights to sell someone else's product to your existing market, or you could become an affiliate. You know, when you're taking a commission on things that you recommend to your audience that you know are relevant, that can be a great way to develop a product without actually developing a product, you know, but you're still satisfying the need. Like you were talking about with Jeff, when people want to buy things from you because they trust you, those things don't necessarily have to be your own proprietary original products. They can be other things that you're recommending that you really believe in, but you got to be careful with this. You've really got to make sure you vet these things that you have tested them personally and you really love them um, for this trust to, to be uh, improved by the, the offering of new products that are someone else's. You know, and I just thought of another thing that Jeff said to me that's apropos here. He said, 10% of your customers want to pay you 10 times as much for more access to you or a higher quality product. Mm. And I don't know if those numbers are exactly right. I don't know if you could validate them scientifically, but directionally, it's right. And we've certainly proven that in our own business. So another option is to create a higher end or a low end version of your product. And I, I just saw in our Facebook group, the Full Focus Planner Facebook group, 
where somebody was asking for a soft cover version of the planner. Now, I don't know if we'll do that. I mean, it's one request among hundreds, but but that's a lower end version of it. And I think if we thought there was enough opportunity, we would probably do that. But it could be a higher end also. You know, if you if you go to an auto dealer and you're shopping for a new car, you know, there's kind of your base version, you know, sort of the average version of that car. But there's usually some kind of high-end, souped-up version of it, too. And that may make sense in some businesses to offer that high-end product. Well, if you're in a services-based business, this could look like, you know, you have a DIY option, you have a done-with-you option, and then you have a done-for-you option. And those are in a kind of escalating pricing tier, people obviously would pay the most to have something just done for them. You know, if you're a web developer or something like that, uh, that could be a great way to increase the reach of your products by adding some additional products or, or some additional services to the products you're already offering that help people to have less of a burden of doing it on their own. Meg, do you think there's any temptation here or risk that you'll get overly creative and create too much stuff? Um... First of all, is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> and why are you, you asking in your experience? Me that? <laughs> in my experience, both with us personally and with many of our clients, absolutely. In fact, I would say nine times out of 10, if you're a business owner, you're going to go to strategy number three when you think about growth first. What else could we make? Because making stuff is the fun part, right? You're probably a person who likes ideating, who likes coming up with new things, like shiny and new is your favorite. You know, if it's a day you get to do that, it's a good day. But you get to the place in your business where this is like dumb growth. I mean, I'm just going to say it that way. You know, you can have smart growth and you can have dumb growth. And you can really find yourself tangled up in some very inefficient growth because what can happen is you're always creating things and you're never optimizing anything and you're not driving profitability and you're not going deeper into what you have and continuing to make it better. You're just kind of chasing the next new shiny thing. I know we did that at one period and we have really been very intentional over a number of years of narrowing, narrowing, narrowing our focus so that we can go deeper instead of wider. Um, and so uh, there's certainly a place for new products. You know, there is absolutely a new place. But I think as business owners, we have to have the discipline to take that excitement around optimization or th that excitement around creating something new and apply it to optimization rather than just always going for the new things, because otherwise we'll just drive everybody crazy, including ourselves. Totally. And I, as you were talking about that, I thought, you know, if, if you're not careful, and you go too crazy and there's no guardrails, you dilute the focus. Yeah. Everybody gets distracted. Nobody really knows what to work on because you've got so many products. You introduce complexity into your business and you introduce a lot of cost. You know, there's, there have been expansions to the full focus product line, for example, uh, the planner line, where we have added a bunch of new, they call them SKUs, you know, stock keeping units, but different specific products that you know have are sitting in the warehouse because they didn't sell that well. Somebody thought it was a good, be a good idea or a, a good color, and it just didn't work that well. And I, I see Apple, particularly in the days when Steve Jobs was running it, as a good example of exercising the right kind of discipline here. You know, having a few options but not going too crazy. And that's one of the things. And forgive me for those of you that are Windows users, but I, I feel like so often, at least in past years. Windows computers were sold with so many options that not only were you confused. I mean, think about it. Here's another example. Think about it when you buy a cell phone. You're trying to find a plan. 
there are so many options, so many products that it's just confusing. And the problem is, is when people get confused, they hesitate. And so you want to be very careful about keeping your product offerings tight and focused. So we're not opposed to adding products, and we're basically preaching to ourselves here, but we, don't, we want to do it in a disciplined way that doesn't lead to that lack of focus, to that complexity, to that cost. Well, one little final thing to say here. If you think to yourself, oh my gosh, you guys are, are preaching to the choir. This is me. It's all I've done for the last few years is add a thousand things. Some of that is just a normal part of maturing and figuring out who you are as a business. Yes. You know, and I think the the discipline may for you look like pruning and pruning is a natural stage or natural process with any living thing. You have to prune. I mean, I, I love plants. I have plants all over my office. I have plants all over my home. And just yesterday I went around with my little scissors and I snapped off some of the, you know, the leggy parts that were getting out of control because I know that's going to divert energy and nutrients to the end of the plant and it's going to become less full in the middle. It's going to be less beautiful because it's going to kind of be all over the place and too distributed. And I think the same thing is true with our business. It's okay if you have found yourself in that position. Now the question is, do you have the discipline and the courage and the clarity to go ahead and prune so that you can really maximize your growth going forward? So everything we've talked about in this quadrant up until this point, Megan, has been around tweaking existing products maybe acquiring products from somebody else. But here's another tactic that you can use under strategy three, and that's to create brand new products mm-hmm. before you have to be careful because it's going to require the most investment. But brand new products that solve other problems your existing customers have. This is one of the reasons we created the Full Focus Executive Assistant course because we got our coaching clients and business owners saying to us, we need some kind of training for our executive assistants so we can have amazing executive assistants like you guys have. So we had our executive assistants and a few other executives record that course, and it's been a big hit. But that's an example of solving another problem that your existing customers have. Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend if you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the full focus goal setting course and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So... Uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer so deal. So it's a killer deal. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or um, you know whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. And 
we'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you yeah. if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. Okay. You ready for strategy number four? Yep. Diversification. This is where you sell new products into new markets. And obviously, this is going to be the most risky option. Why? Because you have to invest capital or other resources in developing new products and new markets. So you only typically do this if you've already maxed out your existing products or markets, or if you want to reduce your dependency on your existing products, markets, or both. So this can be great. It can also be a distraction, but at some point, diversification might be the right strategy for you. So let's start with some tactical options, Meg. Well, you could start a whole brand new business. You know, you maybe an adjacent business, or it may be something totally new that you decide to start. And you know, if you're a business owner right now, you probably just got really excited because if you like starting uh, or creating a new product, you probably really like the idea of starting a new business. So you know, tread carefully here. This is very shiny and very new, but you certainly can do it if the time is right and the opportunity is right. You could also buy an existing business that would complement your business. So I have another CEO friend who is in the process as a growth strategy of acquiring other businesses that are complementary to the business that they have. And that is a, um, a, a well-trodden path in terms of growth strategy and can be a really good one. The other is to acquire vertical integration. For example, a retailer starting or buying a publishing company, you know, or Apple really get in, getting into the manufacturing of some of their products because uh, that that is enabling them to drive their costs down and secure, you know, the uniqueness of their product. You know, another example from Apple uh, is when they went and started a retail chain. Yeah. You know, the typical arc of this, this is so interesting to me, and admittedly, I'm an Apple fanboy, so factor that in. <laughs> But but what I don't think you actually had to say that. I think we already knew that. (laughs) Okay, I'm saying speaking the obvious. Right. So one of the things that um, happens with Apple is every time they enter a new product category or a new market, you know the pundits just poo poo it. Like, what do they know about retail? Well, apparently a lot because they have the highest yield per square foot of any retail operation in the world. You know, they generate more sales, at least last I heard, per square foot of anybody. So they've been enormously successful at, at that. But they're very careful about it, right? So they just introduced this new um, artificial reality or virtual reality headset. And, you know, again, the pundits are saying it's crazy and they shouldn't be doing this and they're not the first and blah, 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 blah. But this is really the, new, the, the first new product category in about 10 years. Mm. So they're very careful that they don't just, you know, come up with stuff willy-nilly, and you just don't want to be in a position where you're starting a new business or acquiring something else because you're bored with what you've got, or it's a way yeah. of escaping the problems in your current business. So be thoughtful. I think that's a really good caution because what you want to do before you get into diversification, because this will add complexity to your business. 
no question about it. You need to make sure that your core business is stable and optimized and functioning at the highest level possible before you use that as a springboard to go do something new because you're going to take substantial risk and add substantial complexity with this new whatever it turns out to be. And you, d- you don't want to do that where you have too many things going at the same time that are uh, that are needing your attention. I think partly what is easy to underestimate here is not only do you have the capital outlay that's going to be necessary to develop new new products and new markets, you also have to develop expertise in new a new product and a new market. Whereas in the other examples that we've shared, it's one or the other or neither. And uh, and that's something to really consider. I mean, all the all the challenges that you went through to succeed in your current business, you're gonna have to go through those same challenges, that same learning curve to ultimately succeed in whatever this new thing is. And that's that's part of the cost that you need to count. If it's worth it, great. But it's easy to just, especially as a business owner uh, who likes to do new things, it's easy to discount how significant that is and underestimate it and then find yourself kind of kicking yourself down the road. Well, you know, one of the ways to mitigate that risk is to enter into a strategic partnership or a joint venture. So you basically find somebody that's really good at that. Like, for example, maybe you wanted to sell your products online and you realize you're not very good at that, but you could find somebody, Amazon, somebody else that could sell it online for you. Or you want to get distribution in the mass market So you find somebody that's a distributor that already has that expertise and you can work out some kind of relationship that's good for you and good for them and get your product into markets that you've not been in before. Okay, and by the way, I just want to say, you know, last week we talked about the four stages uh, of scaling and this last strategy, diversification, is probably for stages three and four. You probably don't want to consider it until you, you get a little further along in your path. When it comes to growing your business, you've got four strategic options. Strategy number one, market penetration. Maybe we could have called that market optimization. Strategy two, market expansion. Strategy number three, product development. Strategy number four, diversification. Meg, do you have any final thoughts? Well, I think as we're continuing to mature as business owners and we're serious about growth, you know, when we talk about the double win, we don't want you to just win in your personal life. You know, maybe that's been... The, the thing that uh, has fallen to the wayside as you've succeeded. But we want you to certainly win in your personal life, but we want you to win at work. And winning at work means we want you to grow in your business. We want you to see substantial growth in your business that you're excited about and proud about. And the way to achieve that best in a way that doesn't compromise your double win is to be smart about it and really conscious of what kind of growth you're pursuing. And so I think this matrix is so helpful in taking something that we're probably not thinking about very carefully, just kind of naturally on our own and adding a step in the process to say, okay, this idea that I'm thinking of, or this idea that somebody on my team just brought to me, which one of these quadrants does it fall in and how risky is it? How much capital, how much, how many resources in terms of the the time of my team is it going to take and divert from the core business to pursue this thing before I say yes and decide to move forward? Excellent. Okay, thanks for joining us. We'll look forward to talking to you next week where we'll have more conversations to accelerate your business. Hey, this is just a reminder that you can download the notes for this episode at businessaccelerator.com slash SGM. That's Strategic Growth Matrix. 
That's businessaccelerator.com slash strategic growth matrix. Make sure that you download that so that you have the information that you need right in front of you so that you can help grow your business. Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on your Stanley mug? And if you got them them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are gonna be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. They're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. um, And this is going to be $75 off. And you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program, we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more.